You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Have you ever heard another believer make a prayer declaration? Maybe you have, but you didn't realize that that's what they were doing at the time. The way people in the New Apostolic Reformation movement pray is noticeably different. Hi, I'm Holly Pivik. Welcome to this episode. I'm a researcher warning people about the rise of a destructive movement among churches worldwide known as the New Apostolic Reformation, or NAR. I've co-authored three books about this movement led by so-called apostles and prophets who are seeking to bring God's kingdom to earth through miraculous signs and wonders and distinctive spiritual warfare practices. People in NAR believe the church must usher in Christ's return by taking dominion of the nations. And a critical key for taking dominion is known as declaration prayer. Indeed, some influential NAR leaders teach that Christ cannot return until believers worldwide join in unison to declare his return. Today, in part one of this two-part series about declaration prayer, I'm going to explain these controversial NAR teachings about prayer. Prayer in the Bible is petitionary. That is to say, believers petition, or humbly ask, God for things such as financial provision, healing from a sickness or disease, or the end of societal evils such as abortion. But in NAR, such petitionary prayer is an inferior form of prayer. To pray, if it's your will, God, please heal me of a sickness, shows a lack of faith. In NAR, it is always God's will to heal. So to pray powerfully, a believer must not ask God for healing. They must assert the authority they believe God has given them to make verbal affirmations that allegedly release God's power for healing or whatever else it is they desire, thereby forcefully speaking things into existence. This is similar to the way God spoke in Genesis when he created the world. To highlight the assertive nature of declaration prayer, it is sometimes referred to as command prayer. Prayer declarations are also known as prophetic declarations, faith declarations, or just declarations. And they're also referred to as confessions, proclamations, and decrees. Examples of such decrees and declarations include the following, found in a 2021 book written by Tommy and Miriam Evans, titled, Decrees That Unlock Heaven's Power, 40 Prayers and Declarations That Release Miracles, Breakthrough, and Supernatural Answers. Bill Johnson's endorsement on the front cover of this book states, I encourage you to read each of these entries with great anticipation. There is genuine power in our declarations. Some of the declarations for healing included in this book are these. Because Jesus healed everyone who came to him, I come to him and choose today to walk in divine health by the power of his name. And then there's this declaration. I speak to my body and command it to line up according to the order of God's will that I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. And there's this one. Sickness, pain, and disease have no authority over my body in Jesus' name. 
The superiority of declaration prayer over petitionary prayer is taught explicitly by Bill Johnson, the senior leader and apostle at Bethel Church in Redding, California, the most well-known NAR church. In Johnson's best-selling book, When Heaven Invades Earth, he recalls the occasion in the Gospels when Jesus calmed a storm on the Sea of Galilee. Johnson said Jesus rebuked his disciples for asking God to do something he had already authorized them to do themselves. Johnson writes, Jesus was sleeping in the middle of a life-threatening storm. The disciples woke him because they were afraid of dying. He exercised authority and released peace over the storm. Even after the disciples got their answer to prayer, a stilled storm, Jesus asked them about their unbelief. He expected them to exercise the authority he had given them to quiet the seas themselves. Instead, they asked him to do it. In line with Johnson's teaching, his followers at Bethel Church are instructed to make prayer declarations during Sunday morning services each week before the offering is received. For example, one offering reading, the congregates are instructed to read aloud, which can be found on the church website and is titled Offering Reading Number 1, declares, As we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decrease, blessing and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs that I may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. According to Bill Johnson, making declarations is a critical practice for the church because God has limited himself to acting only in response to declarations. In his book, Hosting the Presence, Johnson writes, Nothing happens in the kingdom until first there is a declaration. And in When Heaven Invades Earth, he teaches that before Christ came to earth at the Incarnation, Simeon and Anna in Luke 2 were making prayer declarations, and he cannot return until the church makes a declaration. Quoting from Revelation 22:17, he writes, Even the return of the Lord will be preceded by the declaration of the bride. The spirit and the bride say, Come. If these things were going to happen anyway, what would be the purpose of prayer? God has apparently given himself a self-imposed restriction to act in the affairs of man in response to prayer. So, according to Johnson, Christ's first and second comings are dependent on prayer declarations made by human beings. Indeed, all the prophecies in the Old Testament were themselves declarations made by the Old Testament prophets. In addition to Bill Johnson, many other NAR leaders teach that believers have the authority to make prayer declarations. For example, Mike Bickle, the founder of the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, Missouri, states, God taught Adam to have dominion over the earth in the same way God did by speaking words. God created humans in his image and then gave us his word to release his will on earth. Those words can be found in one of Mike Bickle's teaching lectures delivered to students in his Forerunner School of Ministry and found at mikebickle.org. It's titled, Authority of the Believer, Prophetic Decrees. What type of decrees are believers authorized to make, according to Bickle? 
They are quite far-ranging, including not only making decrees to angels, but also to nature, the weather, and many other things. He states, We make decrees to the elements of nature and to inanimate objects, wind, fig tree, mountains, etc. We make decrees over geographic regions. We should not give decrees over individuals that are sick to rise up without it happening because it disheartens them. We make decrees to demon spirits that dwell in people, not usually disembodied ones. We may speak to the spirit of a person to rise up as a mighty one. He also says, We may say, We agree with your word, thus we declare the decree of the Lord and call forth your promises. We make decrees such as, Go forth, light of revelation. Go forth, or blow, O wind of God. We call forth the gifts of the spirit, or the spirit of prophecy or supernatural provision. We declare that you will release your power, blessing, gifts of the Spirit, or your financial provision, etc. And in the same lecture, Bickle promotes another popular NAR teaching, that angels must carry out believers' prayer declarations. In other words, believers, through their spoken words, have the authority to commission angels. He states, We may make decrees to angels because they obey the word of God even from our lips. In support of his claim, Bickle cites Psalm 103.20 and 91.11. Since you're probably wondering, Psalm 103.20 in the English Standard Version states, Bless the Lord, O you as angels, you mighty ones, you do his word, obeying the voice of his word. And Psalm 91.11 states, Bless the Lord, O you as angels, you mighty ones, you do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Though these verses do not say anything at all about prayer declarations, they are cited by many NAR leaders in support of their teachings about angels carrying out believers' prayer declarations. But angels don't respond to the declaration of every believer, according to Chris Vallotton, Bill Johnson's right-hand man and the head prophet at Bethel Church. Vallotton teaches that the authority to make declarations that angels must obey is granted only to those who submit to apostles. In his book, Heavy Rain, he explains that apostles' authority extends to the angelic realm, and that authority also can be exercised by believers who come under the apostles' covering. Covering is Valentin's word of choice, and in our buzzword. Valentin writes, When we are under God's authority which includes being under his appointed leaders, we also partner with the angelic host. He also says, The angels heed the voice of his word. The church is his voice that declares his word on earth. I don't think this means that we have to tell the angels what to do. I simply am saying that when we pray and prophesy in the name of the Lord, the angels hear the word of the Lord and go out to perform it. But we can only declare a word of the Lord that commissions and sends the angels if we are under authority and therefore have authority. These are stunning claims, and there's more. In other episodes, I've explained Mike Bickle's teaching that end-time Christians will execute judgment on the Antichrist kingdom by making prayer declarations that will loose the judgments of God described in the book of Revelation, destroying cities and wiping out their populations. He refers to such declarations as the prayer of faith that kills. In summary, declaration prayer is a more powerful form of prayer than petitionary prayer, according to NAR leaders. 
and prayer declarations are an essential practice for the church to bring God's kingdom to earth and Christ's return, angels must carry out the prayer declarations of believers, especially of those believers who have submitted to the authority of apostles. Prayer declarations will also be used by the end-time church to execute God's judgments on the earth. That concludes part one of this series about NAR Declaration Prayer. In part two, I will share notable examples of prayer declarations made by NAR leaders that failed, and I will also show that their teachings about prayer cannot be supported by scripture. To learn more about declaration prayer and other harmful NAR practices, be sure to check out my book co-authored with Doug Guyvett, Counterfeit Kingdom, The Dangers of New Revelation, New Prophets, and New Age Practices in the Church. And check out my blog at hollypivot.com, where you can sign up to receive my latest articles in your inbox. That's H-O-L-L-Y-P-I-V-E-C.com. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode.